Welcome to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? Success in business most often comes down to hard work, not by silver bullets and quick fixes. It's knowing where to focus that hard work that's key to winning. Join sales prospecting expert and three-time seven-figure business founder, Carrie Richardson, and managing partner of R&R Consulting and former owner of Doberman Technologies, Ian Richardson, for radical honesty regarding strategic planning, accountability, and execution that will get you the systematic results you're working toward. Let's get into today's episode. Thought leader and your host, Carrie Richardson. Welcome to the MSP Makeover, brought to you by Crucial. Join founder Kerry Richardson in exploring the world of technology service providers and learn how to elevate your IT business to new heights. Get ready for insightful education and expert advice that could transform your strategies and drive your success. Welcome to the Million Dollar MSP Makeover. My name is Carrie Richardson, and I am the founder of Crucial, a content collaboration company. With me today is Rob Rogers, who is one of the sponsors and experts for the MSP Makeover. Rob is the CEO of Sales Maturity. Rob, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Carrie. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm recovering from IT Nation. I finally got a full night's sleep for a couple nights in a row, so I'm feeling good. Yeah, that's hard charging, IT Nation. Yeah, you were. You guys were a finalist in Pitch It this year. Tell me about that. We came in fourth, and it was a fantastic opportunity for us. It was a 16-week-long program, and I would say it's a cross between The Apprentice and Shark Tank. And you go, you do two pitches, uh, five-minute pitches, and whoever makes it to the next round just keeps on going until you finally get up to the top three. And how do they choose the finalists? Uh, do the people that are watching Pitch It vote? I haven't seen one. The ConnectWise GMs got to vote on who they wanted. And then we did one through channel program and the mm-hmm. MSPs in the audience voted. And then those two pitches, judges, put you through to the finals. And then the finals was some people at, at IT Nation that had their little secret score sheet and they were able to see who they wanted. So did you have to present at IT Nation as well? I did not. So I didn't have to present there. I just had to do it for those other two a couple other companies did it at IT Nation. I did have to present to so many different people that walked up to us on the booth. We were right there on the main floor with the Pitch It group. And we did a lot of demos and a lot of people heard about us from the organization. So it was really cool. We, we had a great time. I really liked how they set that up this year, that little gauntlet that you had to run before you could get into any of the other events gave you guys a really nice boost. And I mean, if I had been a vendor inside of IT Nation this year, I'd have been a little jealous of the small booths outside because you guys had lots of action out there. Lots of traffic. Everybody had to walk right by us. So out of all 3,500 people, 3,500 people saw us, right? They had to walk right by us. And we were shaking hands and talking to a lot of people as they were going into the events. It worked out really well. I enjoyed the little candy bags. Did you? Yeah, we we gave those things out. Those were great. Selma was a hit, right? Mm -hmm. Selma is our little AI bot and everybody loves Selma. So 
it was a good show. We, we had a good showing. We finally did what we've been telling our clients to do and really <laughs> putting in the prep work before you go to the event. And we it showed, right? We got the ROI. So for those of you who don't know, I owned Managed Sales Pros from 2013 to 2021. And Rob and I were friendly competitors for much of that time. Yeah. The evolution of sales maturity has been interesting. So tell us a little bit about how you started in the MSP space and where you are now. Sure. At the very beginning, we were uh, it was me and my business partner, Tim, and we were Osprey Strategic Research. And we still are that. But we were a Legion company, and we were basically, you were Coke and we were Pepsi. And we were always just, you know, battling out and doing a really good job and always friendly, like you were saying. And from there, we started realizing that we just could not give our clients the value that they deserved because the cold calling by itself was just not getting it done like it was doing in previous years. And so we changed our company to not only do the prospecting, but also do the sales management. So we would manage the clients and we would do the recruiting the training and the daily management of sales reps uh, sitting at their location. And we did that for, uh, Carrie, we're going on our sixth year doing that. And it's a very successful campaign for us. But what we found was that we just were not able to get our clients to be able, once we got them into the certain level of they had a rep, they couldn't get to the second rep. And what was happening was they were, we would get them to where they needed to be, but their organization didn't have the maturity that it needed on the sales side to grow past that. So that's how we built sales maturity. Yeah. Sales maturity. (laughs) And so we figured out like, what is the problem? Why can't we get these people past sales rep one and into sales rep two and into sales rep three. And it was all the structure around that sales rep. So we built out this 84 point questionnaire to, to analyze everything from the marketing intern all the way up to sales leadership. And then that was when we really hit onto something and we took all of our documentation, put it inside the app. And then that's what we have today. So tell me about Selma. I learned a little bit about it when you were talking about the LLMs and there's so many different applications for it. How did you finally figure out? I know that you built it yourself and I remember the bloodshot eyes and the sleepless nights. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. I was the coding nerd. Like I did it all myself. And so Selma is an acronym for sales enablement language model assistant. And she is, she sits inside of a privatized uh, GPT system, like a, a privatized LLM. So you think of chat GPT out there, that's a public one. Uh, we built a private container and we embedded it with all of our documentation over the last 10 years. So you could fine tune the system based on MSP sales and marketing documents. Uh, and then that was how we started out the system. Then we iterated it even more, and we allowed the clients to put their documentation into a siloed system. So now you've got all of our documentation, all the MSP's documentation, and their unique value proposition. So now Selma can drive any sales or marketing content based on your information, our information, and all the uh, power of a GPT system. So taking all of the legacy information that an MSP has, secession planning data, for example. So mm-hmm. you're, you've got like a sales rep that's worked with you for 20 years. You can now take that brain dump and put it into something. So you're not losing that legacy data when you bring in a new sales rep. I think that's phenomenal. And then combining it with industry best practices and the things that you've learned over the last 10 years over how many MSPs now? Oh, gosh, we're up to about 270 MSPs that we've worked with. 
So it's a lot of MSPs over the year. We've worked with probably about uh, 600 sales reps inside of MSPs. So we have a lot of documentation. Everything got put inside of it. And then we're able to really build that on for the, the client as well. What we're doing now, this is the cool part. This is where I, I really find value in it. We're taking all the vendors inside the industry and putting all the vendor knowledge inside of it as well. So if you've got like one of your vendors and they gave you all this beautiful marketing material, but you don't really know what to do with it, you can put it inside the system and now all of your vendor marketing will be in there as well, used in your voice, in your style, and the way that you want it. And you guys, I have seen this in action. They actually built me a carry bot. Yeah. That sounds like me without the profanity. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. So yeah. if you win the MSP makeover, tell us what you'll win, Rob. So you get two things. One, you get, thank you. Uh, one, you get uh, two coaching sessions per month with uh, me or Tim, right? So you get consulting with us uh, every single month and you get the app for a full year. And the app will include all of your information, all of our information, all the vendor information, plus we'll help you build out your customized roadmap to take you from the marketing intern all the way up through your sales leadership and fix it in a fix this next style. So all the how-to guides will show you where you need to go and how to get there. One of the things I really loved about the platform was its ability to build cadences. Right. So we were talking about it when you demoed it and we talked about an email cadence for a very specific sort of campaign. You put a couple of sentences in it and it built backwards yeah. from that contract end date, which we stole from you years ago. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but from that contract end date, it built back every activity that you need to do to make sure you're right there when it's time for you to win the renewal from a competitor. And it did it in. I don't know, 30 seconds less. Yeah, it was yeah. very fast. Yeah, and then you just I, need to take that and build it into something. It's really cool. So the contract end date system that we, we did a long time ago, we made it so much better now. Not only do we teach people how to get the contract end date, but that countdown cadence that's automated really changes everything. And it tells you how to do it. We, month six, week one, day three, this is what you're doing. And it does it for you, right? It builds you your hero story. It builds you your case studies. It builds you your voicemails, your scripts, everything that you need to do. And it just automates the entire system all the way down based on your unique value proposition and your voice. And, and that's what, when we did that, Carrie, it was special. Like we, we changed everything by making the whole thing automated. That's really exciting. So tell me about the who would benefit most from working with sales maturity from an MSP perspective, the winner of the MSP makeover won't necessarily choose every company that is in the, uh, the roster. So if they were to choose you, who would benefit most from an engagement with you? Sure. We have two plans. The first plan is for people that are looking to maybe sell in the next five years, that would be one plan that we are doing. So if you go through our roadmap system with that in mind, you'll get two to three more points on your EBITDA when you are looking to sell. So that is the maturity piece where you're trying to figure out your assessment, grow your assessment. So at the end of it, you get those two to three more points on EBITDA when you're selling. And so far we have already helped $94 million worth of our clients sell, right? So that, that's how much we've helped them so far. If you're not looking for doing that right now and you're just looking for the, the journey, then 
uh, the principal-led system moving into their first salesperson would be a very good case study, right? Uh, that person that uh, the sales owner who they're trying to do everything right now, uh, they don't know how to recruit for a salesperson, which is completely different than an IT person, which is completely different than an account manager, right? There, there's all these different nuances. Uh, we'll help you with the recruiting, the training, and the management as we're trying to get past that system and understanding what's best in class. So tell me about the, the evolution of that. You've got to this really interesting software development model, and you mm -hmm. started as a services firm. I'm seeing a lot of similarities between the way an MSP grows and the way your business grew. Like how many of the companies at Pitch It this year or at IT Nation exhibiting this year were MSPs before they started their software company? they actually tracked that. It was 70% of all the contestants were an MSP before they got into whatever they were doing. Every single one of them, right? We were the only ones who didn't own an MSP. We worked at an MSP, but we didn't own the MSP. And it, like this community is so tight knit, right? And it, they're, they're such a go-giver community. And when you find out that these guys, they're like, you know what? I can solve another challenge for the rest of the people that haven't gotten here. Uh, it was pretty powerful, right? 70%. It was cool. So all of us services-based businesses blogging along, only able to bill the number of people that we have hours for, finally decide to to go where the, the money is and That's start right. a software company. Right. And, and there's so much automation out there that, you know, it, what, what couldn't be done 10 years ago, five years ago, is now like a reality for all of us. And this software as a service part is really helping out a lot of MSPs. So you can work with a smaller MSP that's trying to uh, add their first sales rep. You can work mm -hmm. with a larger MSP that's trying to hone their sales process so that they have a repeatable, scalable, non-owner-led sales process to achieve a larger multiple. Mm -hmm. What percentage makeup is that right now for your business? Are you 50-50? You know, Are you 70-30? Not we're we're about seventy five percent of the you know the the businesses that are larger like our client deck is usually three million and above, and that's why we built Selma uh, to help out people that couldn't really get there they they can't get that first salesperson you typically get the first salesperson right around two million, and but it's a struggle because at two million you can't also afford the marketing. You can't afford all the other th stuff that goes with it. So three million seemed to be that sweet spot. But now that we've automated everything and bought it, brought it into a software platform, we can get people down at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars when they're really just trying to figure out what is my UVP, what's my unique value proposition, how do I build one? We build one for you. So we're we're able to go down there, and we're about twenty five percent of the market there. All right. So we've got a lot of options in the MSP makeover. If you owned an MSP and you were going to have a million dollars to invest in your MSP, you've worked with, if my tally is right, 600 sales leaders at managed service providers and 300 MSP business owners. You've obviously seen the challenges that they're experiencing. What should they gravitate towards if they win this engagement? Let's say you've got that two, three million dollar business because private equity owned MSPs are excluded from entering. So yeah. let's say the winner is going to be somewhere between one million and five million in ARR. What's the first thing that they should gravitate towards? Yeah, they should go to Selma. 
very first thing they should do. <laughs> All right. What's the second thing they should go And, and I'll tell you words? why. Because with Selma, you get your, we build you a unique value proposition, right? And we teach you how to build, we, we actually do it for you. So you have that. Then I would take that information, go to a marketing company. So marketing company would be second. And then once the marketing company, you, you got that part squared away, then I would go somewhere else after that. Consulting so would probably be better. Then marketing, then strategy. I I would do strategy with the UVP, then strategy with the marketing, and then strategy with your sales department. That would be us, mm-hmm. right? Don't come to us until you've had your marketing piece squared away on the strategy side and you understand your UVP. That's good advice. So, did I understand you correctly when you said that you can build that UVP for the managed service provider? Yeah, we can. And we help them do that. We literally build out their battle card, which has their their thirty second pitch, the other three pillars of their company, all their success stories, and things like that. And then that goes into the app, so the app can use that information to give you out your sales and marketing content. But that's it when it comes to strategy. Then you have to go to a professional marketing people who really understand all the nuances of the strategy piece. We can we control all the tactical pieces after that, but mm-hmm. not the strategy. And you've got to have that. So do you have any recommendations? Do I have any recommendations on marketing companies? Wait a minute, if you don't say crucial, see, and I'm going to come over there and bop you on the nose. <laughs> uh, but your crucial is for podcasts, right? And podcast is part of your strategy piece, right? Am I right? No, crucial is a content collaboration company. Podcasting is one of the things that we do, but our goal with crucial is to eliminate the need for those 300 dials for that initial opportunity to have a conversation with someone. One in four people says yes to being on a podcast. So what if instead of calling people and asking them if they'd like to be, if they'd like to meet to talk about replacing their current IT provider, you just invited them to be on a podcast. We just took it from one in 300 down to one in four. I'll tell you. So I've been doing a podcast for three years. It's hands down the best marketing tool that we have done in our 10 years. And when you told me about your podcast idea, I was like, holy shit. Holy cow. Holy cows. (laughs) That is. That's right. That's amazing. And like the ability to do the podcast is when you said you were going to lead the podcast, help them through the whole process and do everything, because that's where like every client that I've ever talked to about doing a podcast, they struggled. They're like, oh, I don't know. How do I do it? What do I do? And when you came up with this idea, I was like, that's going to win. That's the move right there. That's how you do it. I, it it's been wonderful luck. for us. Huh? When you guys are so consistent with your podcast, I got to give you like a big pat on the back for that. So on the MSB Makeover website, we've embedded the podcasts of a lot of the experts that are featured in the MSP Makeover. So you can actually go and listen to Rob, Tim and Brian's podcast, which is called MSP Business School, mm-hmm. right at the MSP Makeover website. So you can go to their podcast. You can see all their show notes, the transcripts, the guests. And then if there are, if they've appeared on other podcasts, the platform that we're using will show that, hey, Rob's not only hosting this podcast, he's been a guest on this podcast, he's featured in these five videos. It's a pretty comprehensive listing of all of the players in our space that are engaged in content creation. So I'm hopeful that people will come to the MSP Makeover, 
look to see what the experts are doing, see what the MSPs want to do with that million dollars and stick around for some education because there's a lot of great stuff in there. And Rob, Tim and Brian publish every week like clockwork. And it's lovely to see because I know I haven't achieved that level of consistency in my own podcast. And that's the secret, right? You stop for six weeks and all of a sudden people are like, do they even have a podcast anymore? Sure. Yep. Yep. Should I even go? Should I unsubscribe? So hey, I'll tell you the podcast idea. If you can consistently do the podcast idea, it's worth more than a lead generator. Hands down, because not only it will lead generation is one to one. Right. You just pick up the phone. That's all you can do. But when you're doing your podcast for people and you're building out the system, you've got their ecosystem, your ecosystem, and it stays there forever. And so it just keeps building and spider webbing out. The podcast idea is a really good idea. I'm excited about it. Getting my unique value proposition down to something punchy and tight has been yeah. challenging for me because I'm like, well, it does everything. It's so yeah. amazing. And then on and on. So I'm really focused right now on disseminating or filtering yeah. so much of the message down into that one or two headline thing. So maybe I need to check out Selma and uh, figure out how I can tell my story. I think you guys have all of the content that I've created over the last 10 years fed into CarryBot already. So yep, yep. I'm going to ask CarryBot what my unique value proposition is, and hopefully she's uh, polite. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's funny. I will say, I know we're coming up close to our time here, Carrie, but I did want to say this. If you're an MSP out there and you're trying to figure out what to do, and you did win this million dollars to build out your MSP, I would say there's two most important things that you have to do when you're going out there and you're evaluating your vendors. One is, has the person been in the channel for a long time and really know what the heck they're talking about? right? Carrie, you've done every piece of the marketing and sales side. You know all of it out there and you've been successful at each piece. So like if you're going to look at one of these people out there for the consulting side, look, that would be the number one thing that I would suggest for an MSP to decide what they want to do would be how successful were they with clients while they were doing it? Carrie's right up there. I I would say that (laughs) you You're the second best one in the entire industry. See, that's what I would have said about you. So I guess we're good. <laughs> See, Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> we were. I think Pepsi. that we switched. Honestly, like a lot of MSPs just bounced from OSR to managed sales pros to tech pro to other players in the market. And my first question is usually like, how many times have you tried this now? Uh, oh, we worked with six lead generation companies and they were all crap. That's right. And the first thing I think is, I don't think the lead generation company is the problem here. Yeah. At, at what point? You're telling it, you me know? that all six of them were terrible and none yeah. of them could generate a single lead for you? Yeah. Like yeah. one of us, okay. Two of us, maybe. But there's no way that every single lead generation in the channel is incompetent. That's right. So, yep. yeah, if you don't know who the problem is, it's you. <laughs> That's right. You're the mark. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's terrible <laughs> fair <laughs> so thank you rob for joining us today we are coming up to the end of the the podcast for sales maturity thank you very much you are actually going to be the first vendor podcast published on right. the msp makeover site so good job getting your registration in quickly mm-hmm. and thank you so much for participating i i know that 
it's been a, an interesting couple of years for you and you've been super, super busy. So giving away a full year of service is very generous and I hope the channel rewards you for it. So if you are wondering how to solve some sales and marketing problems, obviously you can call me, you can call Rob. And there's, I think, six or seven other marketing vendors that have also generously donated a year's worth of service. Let, let's remember that working with six marketing vendors would be a full-time job. So you're going to have to pick one. And I think Rob and I are going to have to arm wrestle for it. So stay you're tuned. Strong. We're going to do strong. that in three months. Okay. <laughs> That'll be another podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much. All of Rob's contact information will be on his expert profile. You'll be able to find that on the mspmakeover.com. You'll also be able to listen to Rob's podcast at mspmakeover.com, and that's called MSP Business School. Yep. All of the links will be in the show notes and the transcript, so you don't have to go looking for a pen. Rob, thank you so much. I hope that we'll get the opportunity to chat with Tim and chat with Brian later on in the podcast. And for everyone else who's listening, the winners of the MSP Makeover will be chosen on March 30th, 2024. And the winner will be the MSP whose podcast gets the most downloads between March 1st and March 30th. So to enter the MSP Makeover, all you have to do is fill out that podcast application form, sign the media release, schedule your podcast, and you could win a million dollars to invest in your MSP. No. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Rob, thank you for your time. No Have problem. a great rest of your week. You too, Carrie. Take care. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the MSP Makeover by Crucial. Don't miss the chance to win over a million dollars of consulting, software licenses and services. Share your vision with us and stand a chance to take your business to new unprecedented heights. Visit www.themspmakeover.com for more details to help you unlock the potential of your IT business. You've been listening to Win with Richardson & Richardson. What's important now? We're so glad you've joined us and know you're one step closer to winning big in your business too. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to connect at rnr.consulting. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you'll easily know when new episodes are available. Until next time, you can win and we're here to help.